and they won't. It costs a lot. So y'all forgive us for our ignorance mm-hmm. and selfishness. Yes. Forgive us for our fear. One of the songs in worship was that you're desiring more. That you're wanting more. Mm-hmm. Will the soul say yes? Mm-hmm. Forgive us. Because yeah. for a lot in our life, we've said no. Mm-hmm. So we bring our humble apologies today. Sincere heart. And when we rejoice in you as you commanded us throughout this festival, that we are still reflecting that you've done so much for us. You've done so much for us. We have not done as much for you. Mm. We've not exalted you as you should be exalted. Birds sing your name every morning. Sometimes we wake up and we complain. Yah, you truly are merciful. You truly are gracious and compassionate. But you are still putting it on the hearts and the minds of men to repent, to turn, to change. But you are putting on the hearts and minds of men of those of us who are walking this way to let go the things that we carry we should not carry it's hard for us to climb the mountain with backpacks full of weights we don't always come to the altar and leave it there we don't always take your yoke which is easy and light Help us to win the war in our mind. Mm-hmm. You instruct us to have a mind like Christ. So, y'all, we thank you this evening. We praise your holy name for the festival of Sukkot, mm-hmm. of Tabernacles. We thank you for all who have come on this day. For know that when your word is given, it is meant to be given to whomever has an ear to hear. Mm -hmm. So, y'all, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your inspiration by the Ruach. For you truly are the chief shepherd. That you are looking for your flock. You love the 99, but you are passionate about the one that has gone away. So, y'all, just ask you on this day that your humble servant may do his service for you this evening. You remove me out of the way. And Yahshua will address the people. And may the word bring healing today. May the word bring correction today. Yes, sir. May the word bring understanding today. Mm-hmm. May the word cut us today. May the word shape us today. May it mold us today. May it build us up today. May the word support us in areas where we are weak. May the word confirm today. May the word restore today. 
for all those who have had things taken or stolen or lost, relationships. May your word give hope today that you'll return it back. Your people will patiently wait for the Jubilee. We'll put all things back in order. Yah, we thank you and we praise you. There's none that's like you. There's none that stand beside you. Great is your name. Marvelous and majestic are your works. Your resume is impeccable. It covers throughout all eternity. Hallelujah. May your divine will be accomplished this evening. And may your will be accomplished throughout this feast. Yahweh, thank you. We cannot thank you enough. We don't thank you enough. But y'all prepare the hearts, the ears and the minds of the hearers today of your word. Since the word was given by Capus, by Peter, they said, what must we do? What must we do? And your people are still today saying, what must we do? So give us the strength, almighty God, to take your word. And may it be engrafted into our heart, to our soul. And we walk better. We talk better. We perceive better. We judge better. We love harder. Hallelujah. Help us to remove the log from our eye. So that we may see. As you intend us to see. All these things we ask in Yahshua HaMashiach's name. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Bear with me. I forgot to print, so I gotta use my phone. My phone does that thing where it zones out. And I got to zone it back in. Hallelujah. Most high is good. So much to be thankful for. Got another day. Well, among the, the land of the living. You got another day. Today, we are looking at the final harvest. The final harvest today. We're going to pick up in John, the fourth chapter. We're here with us on today, uh, Tuesday, right? Monday, yesterday, uh, we was in John 4. We discussed being the woman at the well. We looked at two women that were at the well. We looked at one. And the Torah, they gave us a, 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 a perfect example, almost a cheat sheet. There was a, a man named Eliezer who was a servant for Abraham. And Abraham is getting old and his son, Isaac, it's time for him to, to get hitched. It's time for him to get him a woman. It's time for him to take the inheritance. It's time for him to keep the pipeline going. 
because Abraham is still wanting to see the word come to pass, that your seed will be as numerous as the sand on the seashores. Abraham, look up. Can you count the stars? No, sir. Well, that is how numerous your seed will be. This is very important that Abraham, he charges his servant, do not take any of these women of Canaan. Don't take any of them. Go back to Mesopotamia. He goes back. And in the scripture, it lets you know that the servant always says, this is not my God, but this is my master's God. He don't say it's my God. So he's like, oh, Lord God of my master. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how, how I'm going to find. I don't even know where I'm going. I don't even know who. I don't, I don't understand this mission I'm on. But when I go to the well, a woman that will draw water, not just for me, but for my camels. Book says before he finished his sentence, there was a young damsel going to the well. And all he said to her was, give me drink. Everything else, we know what happened. Fast forward down the timeline. In Samaria, there was a man who also had things to give. He also had a charge from his father. He had a charge from his father too. And he comes across a woman at the well. You know what he said? Give me a drink. You know what she said? You were your hoodie. Why would you even want, why would you want to drink from the wow? And we talked about the well in Hebrew being ayin. Ayin means what? Ah. So we have God meeting us bride material or bride made material. Hooker material. Gold digger material. He gonna meet you at the well. And he's looking into your eyes. He's looking into you. He's having this dialogue with the woman of Samaria. Long story short, he's like, hey, you've had a lot of men. The one you're with now is not even yours. But he still offered her life. Thank you. So he's looking at us as we are. Can we be straight up with them? Let's not lose the past. Let's not lose this rite of passage. First Peter is telling us that there is a divine nature waiting for you. A great inheritance. What we say Eliezer name meant. It meant God's help. That he wants to help. But we don't want him to help. Because we try to fix it ourselves. Or I'm too shamed. One or two, and maybe something else. That we we refuse to allow God to help us. Yeah, He's gonna investigate you. The book of Book of Hebrews talks about that and when we're in front of him as if you're naked. Can't hide nothing from him. You're in front of him bare. That's why I married him. That's why I married him. 
I don't even know. I, look, people think I be playing when I be on my computer tech. I don't. I don't understand. I'm not playing. I don't understand a lot of stuff. <laughs> Part of was I wasn't paying attention to computer class. <laughs> now I'm being. I didn't get to college, and you got folks doing the work for you. Now I'm crippled. And you know what we do? We go through our life. We get hooked on stuff. And then when it's time to get serious with Yahshua, we cripple. But you know what it is? I think it's in your law. It's hard to come in there crippled. You only got one eye. That's what I'm saying. You cripple. So you so we gotta see the doctor. We've got to get healed. So he's got to investigate you. He might meet you at a well somewhere. You might be that woman at the well at some point in time. He will say, give me a drink. But that was from the other day. So what we're just we're picking up. I tell y'all John 4. Yes, sir. Man, John 4. Going to be in verse 26. So we're going to pick up. We, we, we Last, the other day, we started off in John 4 and 1. Now I'm just going to pick up in 4. Uh, 26, let me readjust. I got paper. Okay, Yohanan 4, or John 4, verse 26, and it reads, Yahshua said unto her, I that speak unto thee am he. He revealed to her that he was Mashiach. Every other time, don't say nothing. Don't, 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 don't do nothing. You just go to you go see the priest. He would charge. Uh, uh, evil spirits hush him out. But he comes to a woman who looks at him and she looks at him in a physical sense. You know, I'm looking at your ethnicity and you know what? Uh, we don't really vibe like that. And he has something greater than Eleazar had for Rebecca. Mm -hmm. But the format's the same. Mm -hmm. The blueprint, the fundamentals, the instruction is the same. Is are we ready? And upon this came his disciples and marveled that he talked with the woman, yet no man said, What seekest thou, or why talkest thou with her? The woman then left her water pot. We talked about the other day that she got it. She got it. And we've all been somewhere, and something happened, and you was doing something, and something really important happened, and you dropped what you was doing. That phrase, I dropped what I was doing. I was doing this, I was in the kitchen, and then, you know, the baby, or baby crying, uh, something happened, I hear a loud noise, and I drop what I'm doing, and I boom, I take off. So when she realizes who he is, she drops what she does, and she goes and she tells the men in the city. A lot like what Rebecca did, bringing people out the house. Verse 29, come and see a man which told me all things that ever I did is not this Mashiach. Then they went out of the city and came unto him. In the meanwhile, his disciples prayed him, saying, Master, eat. But he said unto them, I have meat to eat that you know not of. Mm -hmm. Therefore, said so the disciples, one to another, hath any man brought him off to eat? Yahshua said unto them, My meat is through the will of him that sent me, and to finish his work. Say ye not that ye are four months, and then cometh harvest. Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields, for they are white already to harvest. 
And he that reapeth receiveth wages and gathereth fruit unto life eternal. And both he that soweth and he that reapeth may rejoice together. And herein is that saying true, one soweth and another reapeth. I sent you to reap that whereon ye bestow no labor. Other men labored, and ye are entered into their labors. And many of the Samaritans of that city believed on him for the saying of the woman, which testified, he told me all that I ever did. So when the Samaritans were come on to him, they besought him, and he would tarry with them. And he abode there two days. And many more believed because of his own word, and said unto the woman, Now we believe, not because of thy saying, for we have heard him ourselves, and know that this is indeed the Mashiach, the Savior of the world. And after two days he departed thence, went to Galilee. For Yahshua himself testified that a prophet have no honor in his own country. So we have uh, a lesson there for the for the students. They're saying, hey, you know, what's up with this Samaritan chick? But I'm not even going to bring it up. Um, you got beat. I mean, have you the meat of the, the will of your father? You beaten? Who, who, brought, him, who brought him a sandwich? Who brought him a hot fish sandwich? You, who? He talks about working and harvesting. But as he's talking, can you imagine the impact of the woman running into the city? Because remember, they know her. Right. Yeshua just gave a little insight. He's like, hey, you're pretty busy, honey. You've been busy. So she got a reputation. She goes back into the city. And they're like, man, what's up with her? Whatever she said, it was so jaw-dropping. And now you have this town or city. And this city, uh, uh, Sychar. What did we say Sychar meant the other day? Drunkenness. Drunkenness. He come in there, he said, hey, y'all want something to drink? The area, a division of Yosef, of his, of his two boys' territory, called Sychar, drunkenness. He come in there, y'all want something to drink? So the people are coming out. Droves. They coming out. And you have the disciples probably around the teacher, the instructor, and he's talking to them and he's talking over their head because all these people are coming and he's talking about the great harvest. You have all these people coming. He's a, he's a consummate teacher. We just have to be in class. We've got to be in class. Let's turn to Luke really quick. Luke 10. Luke 10. Reader one, you go ahead and you give me John 15 and 1. Reader two, go ahead and give me Isaiah 5, 1 through 7. Everybody else is going to turn to Luke 10. Verse 2. John 15 and 1. And another reader, uh, Isaiah 5, 1 through 7. Everybody else is going to be in Luke 10 and 2. Luke 10 and 2, and it reads, well, must read one. After these things, the master appointed other seventy also and sent them two by two before his face into every city and place whither he himself would come.
Therefore, he said unto them, the harvest truly is great. The harvest truly is great. The harvest truly is great. Are they going to, to, to get some, some barley or pluck some grapes or carry the word out? Their word is called a sword sometimes, man. Huh. But the laborers are few. The laborers are few. So he said, pray ye therefore that the Lord of the harvest, that he would send forth laborers into this harvest. Go your ways. Behold, I send you forth as lambs among wolves. Carry neither purse nor script nor shoe and salute no man by the way. And into whatsoever house she enter, first say shalom be to this house. And if the son of peace be there, your peace shall rest upon it. If not, it shall turn to you again. In the same house remain eating and drinking such things as they give, for the laborer is worthy of his hire. Go not from the house to house, and into whatsoever city you enter that you receive, eat such as things are set before you, and heal the sick that are that are therein, and say unto them, the kingdom of Elohim has come nigh unto you. What were the verses on that? That was Luke 10 and 1, really through 20. Uh, go ahead, y'all just put 20 in your notes. Uh, y'all go ahead and put 20 in, in, in your notes. Uh, well, let's skip, though, to 17 in this same, uh, uh, same chapter. So the students of Talmudim, they come back. And the 70 returned, verse 17, and the 70 returned to give of joy, saying, Master, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. And he said unto him, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Behold, I give you power to tread on serpents, power to tread on serpents, power to tread on serpents. Does that sound familiar? Because there's enmity between the woman's seed and the serpent's seed. And the seed of the woman, your power is in your feet. Because you're supposed to walk. He told Abraham to get up and walk. And all this area you've walked, it'll be yours. But you have to claim it. You have to, what's that saying? Walk it out. Can't talk it out. You can't wish it out. Hope you can, you gotta get up and you gotta walk. Why? Because there's power to step on what the book tell you, serpents and scorpions. Why would he say serpents? Well, because of the serpent seed in Genesis 3. And scorpions and over all power of the enemy, the adversary. The tactic of your enemy is to take away your feet. The tactic of your enemy is to take away your feet. And nothing shall by any means hurt you, notwithstanding in this rejoice, not that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in the Shemaim. So there's a, a roster in heaven. You want to do big things? Get your name on that roster. You want to do big things? Get your name on the roster. Why? Because the master told us. But 
Go back and read that. That was 10, uh, 2 through 20. Read a, uh, uh, John 15 to 1, sir. I am the true vine. Uh-huh. And my father is the gardener. Uh-huh. Every branch of me that bears no fruit, he takes away. Mm. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, mm. so that it bears more fruit. Mm. That it does what? Bears more fruit. Mm. He said he was a gardener. Yes, he did. So the father is about planting and growing. He's about planting and growing. At some point, the gardener, the farmer, wants what he put, what his investment is. I put it in the ground. I put it in the ground. I'm gonna be patient. At some point, it's gonna come out. So was Yah put within you? What does he put in you? When is his payday with you? Has somebody ever owed you money before? Somebody owed you money? He's like, wait a minute. I want what's mine. So Yah invested in you. And he said, I do want what's mine. I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm jealous because whatever I put in you, some people, he put stuff in them and then they give that fruit, that gift to somebody else. Mm. Like Hollywood and, and celebrity people. They blow and they sing and they gift it and they sing to Satan. He's the one was his. He said, I wouldn't put it in, I wouldn't even put it in you. If I didn't know you. But the book tells us that he knows us in our mama's belly. Right. Before you even come out and go wham. He knew you. Amen. He was already being the what the potter. And already had a plan for you. But there's an adversary. Who has to keep you from using your what? Feet. Feet. Keep from using the feet because there's power in your feet because the book told us so. So the adversary being crafty, not powerful, but subtle, not over domineering, not like the way entertainment, you know, you got this, you know, uh, fire breathing, muscular, you know, right, you know, no. Crafty, slick, smooth. You know, some, some women in here, you, you know that, that, that. Slick tongue guy looking and winking, slick, smooth, trying to maneuver his way in. That's the adversary. Won't be, you know, broad. It won't be, you know. Mm -mm. Isaiah, read a two. Isaiah 5 mm -hmm. 1 through 7. Mm -hmm. Now will I sing to my well-beloved mm. a song of my beloved mm. touching his vineyard. Touching the what? My, his vineyard. It's so serious. I got a song about my garden. It's that serious. Go ahead. My well-beloved had a vineyard in a very fruitful field. Mm. And he fenced it mm. and gathered out the stones thereof. He did what? Gathered the stones out thereof. You won't believe this, but in your word, I think Pastor was talking about the, the renewal of the covenant. It has to be where? 
on your heart, on your inward parts, as he described it yesterday. So his plan is that some of parts of our heart are so hard. So when he goes into the ground or your heart, he has to take away the stones because it's whose? It's his. It belongs to him anyway. He made you, molded you, had already had a roadmap for you, but you got to make your own decisions. You are responsible for you. That must be understood. It's hard to take the next step if we don't face ourselves. I can't really go. He ain't going to let you go forward. Now, the other one will let you go forward. Just the other way. You'll have to go the wrong direction the other way. Then you like me this morning. I done made a wrong turn. Huh? That right, brother? I got lost this morning. Came in here and I said, don't y'all tell my wife. <laughs> she was right this time. Y'all tell her that. I'll tell her myself. <laughs> Go ahead. Thank you, Go ahead. Keep on, keep on reading. And he fixed it and gathered out the stones thereof uh -huh. and planted it with the choicest vine. With the what vine? The choicest vine. Mm. And built a tower in the midst of it and also made a wine press therein. Mm. And he looked that it should bring forth grapes. Mm. And it brought forth wild grapes. What kind of grapes? Wild. Mm. And now, O oh inhabitants of Jerusalem and men of Yehudi. People of who? Yehudi. Who are inhabitants of? Yerushalayim. Mm -hmm. Judge, I pray you, betwixt me and my vineyard. Mm. What could have been done more to my vineyard that I have not done in it? Wherefore, when I looked, that it should bring forth grapes, brought it out forth wild grapes. Mm. And now, go to, I will tell you what I will do to my vineyard. To whose vineyard? To his vineyard. To whose? His. Mm. I will take away the hedge thereof, mm. and it shall be eaten up. Mm. And break down the wall thereof, and it shall be trodden down. Mm. And I will lay it waste. It shall not be pruned, nor digged, it shall not be what? Nor did, not pruned, nor did. And you know what's interesting that we didn't, what he read in John 15, 1 is that the branches that are fruitful, they get what? Pruned. Pruned. Mm -hmm. So we're looking at God's final decision. My hands is off. I did everything I could for that boy. I did everything I could for that child. And instead of me getting what's mine, what I invested I keep getting wild mess. I just keep getting silly, just crazy stuff. Now, this is mine. This is mine, but I don't recognize this. Remember, I'm a husband. I'm a gardener. I work the field. I work the land. He's a heart doctor. He works the heart. He says, you know what? This uh, patient, his heart DNR, do not resuscitate. Mm -hmm. Was that seven? Was, was you, was no, you I'm not done. Go ahead, keep on reading. And I will lay it waste, mm -hmm. and it shall not be pruned, mm -hmm. nor digged, mm -hmm. but there shall come up briars and mm -hmm. thorns. Mm -hmm. I will also command the clouds that they rain 
No rain upon it. And you'll do what? No rain upon it. Mm. For the vineyard of the Lord of hosts. For the what? The Lord of hosts. Mm. Is the is the house of Israel mm. and the men of Yehudi mm. his pleasant plant. Mm. And he looked for judgment, but behold, oppression for righteousness, mm. but behold, a cry. Mm. You know, what I love about the scriptures is that we're going to get into some deep stuff. I can't help it. But the simplicity of it. Are you a good guy? Are you good? You treat your wife right. You treat your kids right. You treat your people you work with right. People you don't know. Are you hospitable to them? Oh, you big old jerk. You know, like, which, so we look at, uh, I think, real quick, give me Romans 2 real quick. Brother, and, 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 uh, starting 10. Yeah. Yeah. With esteem, respect, and peace to everyone working what is good. Mm -hmm. To the Yehudi first and also to the Greek. Mm -hmm. For there is no partiality with Elohim. There's no what? There is no partiality with Elohim. Go ahead. For as many as sin without Torah shall also perish without Torah. Uh -huh. And as many as sin in the Torah shall be judged by the Torah. All right. There. So we see we see where he, we see how he set it up, right? Okay, go ahead, keep going. For not the hearers of the Torah are righteous in the sight of Elohim. Not the what? Not the hearers of the Torah. So you can hear the word all day now. You can hear the word all day. But are you walking it out? Because there's power in the feet to tread on the so the serpent and the scorpion. I've mixed it up. The serpent and the scorpion. Go ahead. But the doers of the Torah shall be declared right. Uh-huh. For when nations who do not have the Torah by nature. When who? When nations who do not have the Torah. So people who are not getting this hearing. They're not hearing the word. They're not hearing the word. It's not part of their. Uh, it's not part of their school system. It's not part of their culture. They're not hearing the word. But go ahead. By nature do what is in the Torah. Huh. Although not having the Torah. What? They are a Torah to themselves. Huh. Who show the work of the Torah written in their heart? They do what the they show the work of the Torah. So I can see it. So if I see someone running, they're running. You can't tell me I'm running and you're sitting. Right. If you say, "Hey, I'm going running. I'm driving. I see Sister Alicia running. She's running. Okay." But if I say, hey, I went running today. No, you didn't. You're watching TV all day. You didn't go running. So who showed that they were a runner? Not me. Go ahead. Their conscience also bearing witness. Their what? Their conscience also bearing witness. How important is the conscience? The conscience is so important for a believer that someone had to die. Let me back up. Somebody, somebody who lived up here and had all the goodness and had everything. And he came down and then was born like a regular person, lived a regular life, hung up on a tree, on the cross, on the stake, and then died. 
And then that particular blood that he had is the only thing on the whole universe that can clean your conscience. So people who have no Torah, they have no way. This is the, keep your finger there. Go to Deuteronomy 4. And I think five. See, I have taught you laws and right rulings, hmm. as Yahweh Elohim commanded me, to do thus in the land which you go to possess. And you shall guard and do them, for this is your wisdom and your understanding. This is your what? Your wisdom and your understanding. This is your what? Your wisdom and your understanding. So we have Shaul said there are some people who have never had the wisdom and the understanding of the divine, but they might be a runner. And that their conscience has been seared. So you have some people who have had the divine, they've had the instruction, they've had the teaching, but they wicked. So he said, in order to bring them back, my blood has to be put somewhere high in the temple in heaven so that the conscience can be cleansed. Yeah, but Shaul, hey, you got somebody, man, their conscience already seared. How do you know? They show it. They just show it. One thing we're going to talk about today. That uh, 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 the, 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 the real believers. we got to be good judges now. We have to be able to call it straight down the middle. You know, when, when I used to play baseball. I was end up being a basketball guy. But I was a baseball person at first. Little, little boy all the way up. Uh, uh, until um, uh, high school. So I, I didn't want to play for my high school because he was crazy. But my basketball club. Anyway, point being, good umpires, man, they call that thing right. <laughs> Try! <laughs> be a body black ball. <laughs> be a bad pitch ball. When that thing right down the middle, and I had the bat, and I didn't swing stride. And, and, and so the umpire is, it's almost like resonating. Like, you should have swung, man. So we got to be good, Joe. We got to be good umpires. Go out the earth. Why? This is power in your feet. Not everybody going to be uh, good judges. It's so one thing said, I'm going to be a king or a priest in the kingdom to come. I'm going to rule with him. We have Yahshua HaMashiach himself being amongst the greatest teachers of their time saying, hypocrite, liar, loser. You finish Isaiah. And then you read Deuteronomy. Because we went to we went to Romans. My, okay, my, Romans two. Okay, so we got it. We went to Deuteronomy. Very okay. Thank you. Okay, now I'm back. I'm back. All right. Hallelujah. I'm back. Went all around. We're all around the world. <laughs> so Earth, planet Earth, is like a big clock itself. Planet Earth is like a big clock, and just like a clock, when you buy a clock, you got to set it. Put your batteries in or you know, it's you buy it and everything is uh, twelve, and you got to set the time. Okay, so Earth is a clock. 
Okay, Genesis, Bereshit 8, 20-22. And Noah built an altar to the Lord and took of every clean beast and of every clean fowl and offered burnt offerings on the altar. And the Lord smelled a sweet savor. And the Lord said in his heart, I will not again curse the ground anymore for man's sake, for the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth. Neither will I again smite any more everything as I have done. While the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest, seed time and harvest, and cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night, shall not. See, so he set a clock. So planet earth is a clock, and harvesting is like a hand on the clock. Right? 12, 1, 2, 3, right? So harvest time is a, you know, number on the clock. So it's seed time. So it's summer and winter, day and it shall not, because... He set a clock, okay? He set a clock, okay? Mark uh, 420, I did it before you. For the earth bringeth forth fruit of herself, first the blade in the ear, after that the full corn in the ear. But when the fruit is brought forth, immediately he putteth in the sickle, because the harvest is come. So it was time. Earth is, so earth is like a big old clock. And our Father in heaven said it. Okay? He, 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 he said it. And he said it, and Messiah is like right there. Right? He's right there. Oh, Pookie. Mm -hmm. Little Pookie. I, I got it. Let's turn to Matthew 13. What's that when you have all boys and then, then you get around girls and you just get all like, oh, you saw. You know, everybody I know that have girls that said, hey, man, it ain't what you think. They're not little puppies. Okay. Nah, they're not what you think. Well, I don't care. <laughs> All right, Matthew 13, verse 24. Uh, 13, 24, and it reads, Another parable put he forth unto them, saying, The kingdom of Shamaim of heaven it's like unto a man which sowed good seed in the field. But while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. But when the blade was sprung up and brought forth fruit, then appeared the tares also. So remember, earth's on a clock. Harvesting is one of the hands on the clock. I'm sorry, numbers on the clock. So the servants of the householder came and said to him, Sir, is not thou so good seed in thy field from whence then hath it tares? He said unto them, an enemy hath done this. The servant said unto him, Will thou then that we go and gather them up? And he said, Nay, least while you gather up the tares, you root up also the wheat with them. Let them both grow together until the harvest. In the time of the harvest, I will say to the reapers, Gather ye together first the tares. Bind them in bundles and burn them, but gather the wheat into my barn. Let's look at verse 36, same chapter. Uh, this is how you know Yahshua was, was an amazing teacher. Because his teaching was so tough. That was a hard class. I was struggling with my class I got right back. He was a hard teacher. They had to come during his office hours. You know, if you, some of y'all know what I'm talking about. You had to go teach in their, in, during their office hours. Like, man, look. <laughs> Dr. Mika, man, I, I, I just... I just talked to you. I need help. So we have we have the students, uh, verse 36, 
Then Yahshua said the multitude away and went into the house. And his disciples came unto him, saying, Declare unto us the parable of the tares in the field. Mm. He answered and said unto them, He that soweth the good seed is the son of man. The field is the world. The yeah. field is the world. The field is the world. But didn't he read, didn't the brother right there, the old shoulders, didn't he read John 15, 1, that the father is a husbandman? The field is the world. So at the time of the harvest, what are we producing? And one day, there'll be a final harvest. There won't be any more. People that have, I'm not an ag person, but you'll hear people that do that stuff say, hey, it was a bad year. Crop didn't come in. Crop didn't come in. So here we are. The father is a husbandman. He's got vineyards. He's got gardens. He's very meticulous and where he casts seed, what he does, what he puts into the ground. And how many times will he go around his clock, earth, and not get his harvest? He just says, hey, man, Jeremy, you are not a branch on my vine. What do you mean? We went five cycles and you didn't produce a drop. What five cycles? So think about this. Some of us that are 30-something, 40-something, 50-something, 60-something, 70-something, and then you start walking the way at whatever point in time. And how many cycles have you had where you did not have a harvest? Colossians 1 and 10. I'm going to put you work in a minute. I'm, I'm sorry. I've got two readings today. Colossians 1 and 10. Mm -hmm. To walk worthy. To do what? To walk worthy. To do what? To walk worthy. Didn't the teacher tell us that you were supposed to tread over and scorpions? Go ahead. Of the master. Of the who? The master. Mm. Pleasing all. Mm. Bearing fruit in every Doing good what? work. Bearing fruit. And what? In every good work. A few good works? No. One. Oh. I can miss a cycle. Every. See how much in this book. So we've gone multiple cycles not doing that. So when we talk about his mercy, love, compassion, we say it in an understating way. We have to bring these things up to the, to the forefront. So I will say it a lot. You have to have the Ruach in you so we can understand Yah's big picture. Because he wants to get a harvest. Um, 38. The field is the world, the good seed of the children of the kingdom, but the tares are the children of the wicked one. That kind of goes back with the seed of the woman and the seed of the serpent. The enemy that sold them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the world. The harvest is the end of the world. The harvest is the end of the world. We backtrack. We're back in Sychar. Drunkenness. Yahshua, Samaritan woman. Give me drink. I'm looking into her. Yes, I'm exposing you, but I want to help you because this, uh, uh, John 5 and 39. 
doing a good job, Miss Big. You might mess around and take Shaw and John. No, 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 no. Huh? You you mess take take you uh, Shaw gonna come back to Shaw five. John five and thirty-nine. Mm-hmm. Search the scriptures. Do what? Search the scriptures. Uh-huh. For in them you think you have eternal life. Mm-hmm. And they are they which testify of me. Testify of who? Of him, of me. So we have, and we we assume that the uh, servant of Abraham that went to go get Isaac's bride to be was Eliezer. Because in Genesis 15 and 2, Abraham is, is having dialogue with the father. And he's like, look, I ain't got no kids. And my my most esteemed servant, Eliezer, is like he's next in line to get Right. My stuff. So we're just assuming that in Genesis 24, 25, that that's Eliezer. And if it is, Eliezer's name literally means God's help. So we have Yahshua coming into Sychar to help. And he's talking to the woman at the well. And he's saying what he's saying to her and going in. And, 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 and at some point, the light bulb, you know, she gets it. And all these people come. Then he says, man, look, the harvest is plenty. And he's saying that all these people are coming. So then we have him teaching again with his with his close ones. And he says, we were in verse uh, 39, the harvest is the end of the world. So there's a big harvest coming. Whether or not we're whatever, <laughs> whatever our scenario is, whatever things that detour us, the, there will be a harvest at the end. And that will be the final end game. Um, the, the reapers are the angels, as therefore the tares are gathered and burned in the fire, so it shall be the end of the, the end of this world. The Son of Man shall send forth his angels, and they gather out of his kingdom all things that offend them which do iniquity. Okay, that was uh I gotta keep going. And he shall cast them into a furnace of fire, there shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Then shall the righteous shine forth as the sun. In the kingdom of their father, who hath ears to hear, let him hear. Okay, that was Matthew 13, 24 through 30, and 36 through 43. Now, now let's turn to Ephesians, the first chapter. Ephesians, first chapter. I'm going to start in verse 4. Now, uh, for those that was here, uh, you know, I didn't say a word. Uh, the, the, the second speaker was in Ephesians. Was it, when Ephesians good, when we, 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 we right back, we right back, right back in okay, Ephesians first chapter. Fourth verse, and it reads, According as he has chosen us in him. He's chosen us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. That means you made the harvest. Having predestined unto us the adoption of children by Yeshua HaMashiach, the Son of Man is the one that's what? Scattering seed. Mm -hmm. He is the one that collects. He's the collector. It's his seed. Right? Adoption of children by Yeshua HaMashiach to himself. Whether we're talking about the bride and, and him bringing her 
back into himself or whether we're talking about things that he collects and bring it to himself, it all comes back to him. Right? I think in the Greek they say what the Alpha and the Omega. Right? Hebrew says he is the author and the of the faith. Verse, oh, I'm sorry, uh, uh, by Yeshua Hamashiach to himself according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved, in whom we have redemption through his blood. Okay. The forgiveness of sins according to the riches, riches of his grace. Once again, Eliezer had something from um Abraham through Isaac to get to find to whoever is Isaac's wife. He has a great, I mean, when you go and you look how much stuff Isaac had, I mean, she hit the jackpot. And all she did was give him water, get a camel some water. She was just a little sweetheart. She was just a little sweetheart. Look what all she got. And here we have Yahshua just want to know, are you a sweetheart? Are you a sour heart? Or is it sour heart? Verse 8, wherein he hath abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known unto us the mystery of his will. Submit to the mystery man, according to his good pleasure, which he hath purposed in himself. That in the, the dispensation of the fullness of the times he might gather, he might gather, he might gather, he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in the heaven and which are on earth. Even in him. Even in him. He's going to gather. So. The Torah. Leviticus 19. 9-10. And when ye reap the harvest of your land. Thou shalt not wholly reap the corners of thy field. Neither shalt thou gather the gleanings of thy harvest, and thou shalt not glean thy vineyard, neither shalt thou gather every grape of thy vineyard. Thou shalt leave them for who? The poor and the stranger. Says who? And the Lord your Elohim. Because 19, 9 through 10. Leave things behind for the poor. Leviticus 23 and 22. And when ye reap the harvest of your land, Thou shalt not make clean riddance of the corners of thy field. When thou reapest, neither shalt thou gather any gleanings of thy harvest. Thou shalt leave them unto the poor and to the stranger. I am the Lord your God. Mm -hmm. Okay. So there are certain parts of the field that are left behind for the poor. Now we just looked at a parable where the field was the what? World. World. Mm. Okay. He just said that the field was the world. Now, so Torah is the wisdom and instruction. It's divine. Mm. And we have sections in here about certain rules during harvest time. Mm. And there's some things you just leave it alone. You got your basket full of stuff. And not and drop, walk out and drop some stuff. Don't go pick it up. Leave it there. Leave it alone. Leave it for the poor. Hmm. Brother, give me John 1, 14.
And the word became flesh. And the what? The word became flesh. The word became flesh. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. And pitched his tent among us. Mm -hmm. And we saw his esteem mm -hmm. as of an only brought forth of a father, mm. complete in favor and truth. Mm. Just dealt with that. That's good. So the word became, so your Torah became flesh. That became flesh. And we looked at two examples, Leviticus 19, Leviticus 23. Uh, that became flesh. Uh, we're in Psalm 72. I'll pick up this space here pretty quick. Uh, Psalm 72, you guys uh, put 1 and 20 in, in your in your notes. Uh, go back and read that. Okay, verse 1 it reads, Give the king thy judgments, O God, and the righteousness unto the king's son. Give the king thy judgments, O God, and thy righteousness unto the king's son. He shall judge thy people with righteousness, and thy poor with judgment, and thy poor with judgment. The mountain shall bring peace to the people in the little hills by righteousness. He shall judge the poor. He shall judge the poor. He shall judge the poor of the people. He shall save the children of the needy. Mm. He shall break in pieces the oppressor. Mm. Like I said, you guys uh, read this whole uh, uh, chapter. Uh, we're going to fast forward to 12. For he shall deliver the needy when he crieth, the poor also, and him that hath no helper. Mm. He shall spare the poor and the needy. He shall save the souls of the needy. Mm. Mm. Remember, this chapter starts off about the king giving, uh, uh, having judgments and then about the king's son. The king and the king's son and his king's son is going to rule over the poor. harvest and leave stuff behind for the poor and the end of the world is the harvest and hmm. we'll see we'll see if it's all tied together yeah y'all just have to go back and read that I don't want to. all right uh psalm 113 5 the way who is like to the lord our god who dwelleth on high who humble himself to behold the things that are in heaven and in the earth he raised up the poor he raised up the poor out of the dunghill and lifted the needy out of the dunghill that he may set him with princes. Mm. Even with the princes of his people. Mm. So someone's going to raise up the poor out of the dust, lift the needy out of the dunghill. He's going to set the poor with the princes. Mm. Even with the princes of his people. I wonder when that's going to happen. Because mm. the end of the world is the harvest. But your law said, Leave things behind for the poor. Mm -hmm. David just said, someone's going to judge and rule over the poor, I'm paraphrasing, in righteousness and justice. Brother, give me Matthew 5 and 3. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are the what? Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are the who? Poor in spirit. Mm. Because theirs is the reign of the heavens. Theirs is what? The reign of the heavens. Mm. I ain't say it. Mark 
14 and 7. For ye have the poor with you always, and whensoever ye will be, whensoever ye will, ye may do them good. But me ye have not always. So you're always going to have the poor. Proverbs 29. Proverbs 29 and 13. And it reads, the poor and the deceitful man meet together. The Lord lighteneth both their eyes. The king that faithfully judgeth the poor, his throne shall be established forever. Mm. Read that again. The poor and the wicked, the poor and the deceitful man, they meet together. Yahuwah or Yah lighteneth both their eyes. The king that faithfully judgeth the poor, his throne is established forever. Who is it talking about? But more importantly, when? Mm. When is that going to happen? Because the end of the world is the part of Yes. Some old crazy Bible talk. Mm. Riddles, riddles, riddles on my. How much work is a woodchuck, chuck is a woodchuck? Hmm? Mm. Uh, Isaiah 65. Isaiah 65. We're going to start in verse 17. Um, Isaiah 65. We'll start in verse 17. For behold, I create new heavens and a new earth, and the former shall not be remembered nor come into mind. Stop. So how this first part of this chapter starts, when it gets to right there, it's like a then it's like a okay. I just wanted to read the end of the first of the first stop. Verse 18. But be ye glad and rejoice forever in that which I create. For behold, I create Jerusalem by rejoicing in her people of joy. I will rejoice in Jerusalem and joy in my people. And the voice of weeping shall be no more heard in her, nor the voice of crying. There shall be no more thence an infant of days, nor an old man that hath not filled his days. For the child shall die a hundred years old. Mm. But a sinner being a hundred years old shall be in the first. So getting a hundred ain't nothing mm. during this time period. Yeah. And they shall build houses and inhabit them. They shall build houses. And they, you know, something in the Torah that you find that Yah tells us one of the promises to the people is that when you go over there, I got houses for you that you did not build. But in here it says, and they shall build houses. Mm. So in the Torah, you're going somewhere, you're going into a land, and they got stuff already made, and you're, we're going to take it over. Mm. But in this time period, no, they're going to build houses and inhabit them. They shall plant vineyards and eat the fruit of them. They shall not build and another inhabit. They shall not build another inhabit. They shall not plant another eat. For as the days of a tree are the days of my people, and my elect shall long enjoy the work of their hands. Then we just read something about the poor being lifted up and then them being with the prince and the pricking with the princes. And he just said, What that the and my elect shall long enjoy the work of their hands. So the elect ones will enjoy the work of their hands. Hmm. They should not labor in vain. Did Paul talk about that? Mm -hmm. Nor bring forth their trouble, for they are the seed of the blessed of the Lord, and their offspring with them shall come to pass. But before they call, I will answer. While they are yet speaking, I will hear. 
The wolf and the lamb shall feed together, the lion shall eat straw like the bullock. Dust shall be the serpent's meat, and they shall not hurt or destroy in all my holy mountain. mountain. Wow. That's impressive. Animals ain't killing each other and fighting. That is impressive. Isaiah 11, really quick. Isaiah 11 and 1. There shall come forth a rod of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. And the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. He shall make him of a quick understanding in the fear of the Lord and shall not judge after the sight of his eyes. Neither reprove at the hearing of his ears, but with righteousness shall he judge the poor. So this is a special king. Reprove the equity for the meek of the earth and shall smite the earth with the rod of his mouth. And with the breath of his lips shall he slay the wicked and righteousness shall be the girl of his loins and faithfulness, the girl of his reins. Oh, yeah. The wolf also shall dwell with the lamb mm. and the leopard shall lie down with the kid and the calf and the young lion and the family together. The little child shall lead them. The mm. cow and the bear shall feed their young ones. And shall lie down together. The lion shall eat straw like the ox, and the sucking child shall play in the hole of ass. We got little babies in here. Imagine mm. little pookies in here. Just there's a thing full of snakes, and they just jump in. Mm. They're just giggling and laughing. The snakes is tickling them. In. Can you imagine that? Mm. So what in the world is going on? They shall not hurt or destroy my holy mountain, for the earth shall be full of the knowledge mm. of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Oh, yeah. You don't like the flood. And whenever this happens, whoever is sitting on the throne, he stands up for the poor. Mm. Because the Torah said that when it's harvest time, you leave stuff behind for the poor. Mm. And the end of the world is the Right. Ephesians 2. Go back to Ephesians. The, 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 the text. Uh, Moray Brown say that Ephesians middle is hot. Ephesians 2, 5 through 8. Ephesians 2, 5 through 8. Even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ, by grace you are saved, and hath raised us up together and made us to sit together in heavenly places in Mashiach, Hallelujah. that in the ages to come yes. he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and mm. kindness toward us through Mashiach. Mm. I wonder in this age to come will like, you know, lions and tigers and bears just be kind of cool, eating grass. Mm -hmm. And people are able to live to like 100 years old. It's like you're, you're still considered a child. The prophet said you're considered a child at 100. And these people are the remnant at the end. But his elect ones will be happy. The elect ones is what Isaiah said. But the people who want to rule and reign with Christ... They're not doing the working mm. because they're the elect ones. Mm. So who is 
doing the building and the living and the everybody, the entire earth knows about that holy mountain. I wonder if that's the your poor. The harvest is the end of the world. Harvest time, least up there for the poor. We just read about two or three prophets that said about a particular king ruling and reigning the poor. Like they're getting their chance. Now I made that statement earlier today about mm. they deserve a king. Mm. They deserve a king. Mm. You know, there are, there are, and I know I had that talk with my son about decisions, but we have to be real. There are people who just got dealt a bad deck? Mm. Just got a, I got dealt a bad hand. Mm -hmm. right. right? We got we got a lot of that. My first time being back in like school system in a long time. Mm. There are a lot of kids. You're 10, 11, 12. Your mama knucklehead. Your daddy knucklehead. They rather get high than make sure you got your school supply. Mm. You got dealt a bad hand. Mm. Mm. How? So you have to doubly, triply overcome. Mm. What about just regular kid stuff? Like just regular kids picking and just being knuckleheads with kids. But my mom off the chain. My daddy off the chain. And then hug my grandmama like that too. Because, mm. you know, the mamas and the grandmas, they're real close. They're so close in age. So we have a system that y'all already got set up in the Torah. When it's harvest time, mm. leave stuff for the poor. Mm. David, Isaiah, they're saying, it's Solomon that there's going to be a righteous king over the poor. Mm. The great teacher said that the final harvest is the end of the mm. world. We just looked at Ephesians. In the age to come, he brings these riches. For who? Mm. We get it. The people that have walked away and they've earned their way and they're like God-like beings. Because when he appears, mm. you're going to be like him. You're going to be like him. So you're not going to be sowing and reaping and building houses. But the people who are left behind after the harvest mm -hmm. was to say the meek shall inherit the earth. So the poor the meek, the needy, will inherit the earth. Those that make it, they earn their way. You are the elect that Isaiah's talking about. But you're not building a house and, and doing yard work. Because they're going to build something and it's yours. And nobody's going to take it. And you're going to have a king that rules righteously. And the entire planet knows of the holy mountain. Mm. The holy mountain is so potent that animals don't kill each other. Carnivores, mm. lions, mm -hmm. gazelles, mm -hmm. hung gazelles. The lion said to gazelle, what you doing around four o'clock? Let's go get some water to drink at the lake. There's some good berries off the bush over there.
So in the ages to come, mm. verse 8, for by grace are ye saved through faith. Mm. But we have to go back to earlier. He just said, hey, man, just walk. There's power in your feet. Abraham, get up and walk. Where you walk is yours. Jeremy, get up and walk. Brittany, get up. Hmm. Walk. Hallelujah. Kelly, get up. Walk. Miss Bev, get up. Walk. Miss Alicia, get up. Walk. Miss Darlene, pass the battle. Everybody, get up. Walk. Hmm. Claim what shows there's power in your feet. But if the adversary has taken away your feet and you can't walk, then how can you claim? Remember, we start off, he's a husbandman, mm -hmm. he's a gardener. I put something in there. Yes. I want what's mine. Oh, yeah. You owe me that. Because I didn't have to come down here now. I didn't have to. The first covenant was good. What we did, we were saying last night wasn't it? Wasn't the wrong the first covenant. It was mm -hmm. the people. Yes. I didn't have to do that. Always for the people. It, it was good. It was good how it was now. Mm. Y'all just messed it up. Humanity, y'all messed it up. But it was good. Mm. Going back to Adam, it was good then. Mm. You got, hey, you know what, bro? Just don't, don't, don't go over there. Mm. Everything else, you got dominion. But see, that first man, he was of the erect, he was of the earth, mm. carnal, fleshly. So the second man, he has to be of the heavens, mm. divine. Because he can reverse the curse. Mm. And then it'll be just as God intended to be had this such a close relationship with the dog that I can come down and walk and talk with you. Mm. So Yahshua said, we'll do it even better. We're going to go through this long process. And in the end, they'll be like me. And the disciples and apostles wrote about being adopted. Into this uh, uh, godhood, this into this state, children of adoption, because now you're like him, mm. and you get to do what you were supposed to do in the beginning: have dominion, to rule. We talked about rule of the day. Rule don't mean you know, woman, uh, mm. get in there and get in them dishes, mm. get in there and make me a sandwich, take your shoes off, get in that bed, lay down. That ain't what rule means. Rule meant when the sun mm. is up in the sky Come on. and the light shines down on earth in photosynthesis. Mm -hmm. That's rule. Mm. That's rule. So we're going to reign and rule with Christ. Oh, Over who? Mm. The poor. Mm. Mm. It's in your law. Mm. During the harvest time, leave it alone for them. Mm. That's why he says, pray for more laborers for this harvest. Mm. We read that, didn't we? We read that, sorry. Oh no, please no. So really quick, we're going to look at something. Gonna go extra biblical source really quick. Second Esdras, sixth chapter. No, not not, not killing no bastards. Uh, at Second Esdras, it says, and it happened that when I heard, 
And this is Ezra, you know, the, the Ezra and Nehemiah. And it happened that when I had heard that it stood upon my feet and hearkened, and behold, there was a voice that spake and sound like sound of it was like the sound of many waters. We've heard mm -hmm. that before, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. And it said, Behold, the days come that I will begin to draw nigh mm. to visit them to dwell upon the earth. It will be, begin to make inquisition of them what they be that have hurt unjustly with their, with their unrighteousness. And when the affliction of Zion shall be fulfilled, and when the world that shall begin to vanish away. Remember the final harvest is the end of the world. And shall be finished, and I will show these tokens. The books shall be open for the firmament, and they shall see all together. The books will be opened. Mm -hmm. Heard that before, right? Mm -hmm. So, and we, I say it a lot. Extra biblical sources. We don't always use them all the time, but if, if we're really trying to prove something, and we got just an extra reference, extra mm -hmm. reference point. You know, uh, um, um, if, if if I don't have the Hebrew, if I don't have some kind of Masoretic that I can check with. So I'm not going to put all my eggs on it. You know, we're going to stick with the Torah, the prophets, the writings, the New Testament. But there are, there are things that someone said wasn't good enough. And who that someone is, I don't know. Mm. But I don't trust them either. Mm. Verse 21, and the children of, the, uh, of a year old shall speak with their voices. The mm. women with child shall bring forth untimely children three or four months old. They shall live and be raised up. And suddenly shall the sown places appear unsown. Mm. The full storehouses shall suddenly be found empty. And the trumpet, the trumpet, the trumpet shall give a sound, mm. which every man heareth. Hallelujah. They shall be suddenly afraid. Mm. At that time shall friends fight one against another like enemies. The earth shall stand in fear. Remember, the earth is a clock. Mm. Earth is a clock. Harvest time is one of those numbers on the, on the uh, clock. Shall friends fight one against another like enemies, and the earth shall stand in fear with those that dwell therein. The springs of the fountain shall stand still, and in three hours they shall not run. Whosoever remaineth from all these that I have told thee shall escape and see my salvation, and see my salvation mm. and the end of your world. Luke wow. 21, 36, please. So in 2nd Esdras, 6th chapter, mm -hmm. 25th verse, whosoever remaineth from all these that I have told thee shall escape and see my salvation. Go ahead. Luke 21, 36. Uh-huh. Watch ye therefore mm -hmm. and pray always. And pray what? Always. Okay. That ye may be accounted worthy. That you may be what? Accounted worthy. Mm. To escape huh. all these things. Have mercy. That shall, that shall come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. To stand before who? The Son of Man. Before who? The Son of Man. So, see, so if you escape all these things, you're going to see my salvation. Mm -hmm. When will you do that? <laughs> the end of your world. <laughs> Make this stuff up. It's like right there. And we're just kind of traveling along, just like whatever, you know, grades, stuff going, school, whatever, kids. And we're just trying along at the end of the world, like right there. The is I, I can't I can't imagine being or seeing what the what is the what are the angels talking about when they're looking at humans? They're like, they're so dumb. 
Got no sense. Everything else y'all created is on this clock. Amen. Except us. And, and in the world it's like an 18-wheel. Brakes been cut loose. Mm. We got it, uh, what you call air airpods in. Airpods in. And running down the street in the middle of the road. An 18-wheeler coming. And I'm running this way, eight wheeler behind me. The thing got no brakes. Hitting the horn, you know that big trumpet. And I'm just running. Man, if I just do it that way, if I just get back in shape for that men's league, you know, I got ready for that men's league, and I gotta get my, you know, and then the end of the world, like right there. Everything else y'all created is on this clock. the vision. So in some of these, he's having these crazy, he's basking, having these crazy dreams. And I'm not putting all of it because it just takes forever. This is the meaning of the vision, whereas thou sawest a man coming up to the midst of the sea. The same is he whom God the highest hath kept a great season. So the angel is telling the prophet that, hey, Yah has reserved to kept somebody kind of quiet. Come on low. Which by his own self shall deliver his creature, which by his own self shall deliver his creature. He shall order them that are left behind. He shall order them that are left behind. Humans left behind? Mm. And whereas thou sawest that out of his mouth there came a blast, wind, fire, storm, that he held neither sword nor instrument of war, mm. but that the rushing of in of him destroyed the whole multitude that came to subdue him. This is the interpretation. Behold, the days come that when the Most High will begin to deliver them that are upon the earth, and He shall come to the astonishment of them that dwell on the earth. And one shall undertake to fight against another. This is that like Matthew twenty-three or the Matthew twenty-six, where it's just like crazy. This one's against this one. This one's against them. So this is not the first time that we've we've heard this. One place against another. One people against another, and one realm against another. Mm. Shaul had warned us about what. Spiritual warfare. Yeah. It's in one realm against the other. Correct. Ding, ding, ding. So it's going to be war all over. And the time shall be when these things shall come to pass and the signs shall happen, which I showed thee before, and then shall my son, my son, my son be declared, whom thou sawest as a man descending. And when all people hear his voice, Every man shall leave their own land to battle the one against another. And an innumerable multitude shall be gathered together as thou sawest him willing to come. There's a prophet named Joel, right? Mm-hmm. Where he says, I'm going to get all the nations that come together in the battle of Jehoshaphat. I'm going to plead one more time. Mm-hmm. Willing to come to overthrow him and by fighting. And he shall stand up on top of Mount Zion. And Zion shall come and he shall be shown to all men being prepared and built like Thou, uh, like as thou sawest the hill graven without hands. And this my son shall rebuke the wicked inventions of those nations, which for their wicked life are fallen to the tempest, and they shall lay before them their evil thoughts, their torments, wherewith they shall begin to be tormented, which are likened to a flame. And he shall destroy them without labor by the law, which is likened to me. And whereas thou sawest 
that he gathered another peaceable multitude unto him. Because all the prophets said that the king's going to rule over the poor. One prophet was very specific about the elect is going to be like proud of these of the, the inhabitants of the earth. So we're going to look really quick at Mashiach ben Yosef. Um, Genesis 31, about to wrap this up. And some of this will carry over into the next uh, message. Genesis 41. 41, I'm sorry. 41 and 32. Genesis 41 and 32. And it reads... And for that the dream was doubled unto Pharaoh twice, it is because the thing is established by God, and God will surely bring it to pass. Now therefore let Pharaoh look out a man discreet and wise, and set him over the land of Egypt. Let Pharaoh do this, and let him appoint officers over the land, and take up a fifth part of the land of Egypt in seven plenteous years. And let them gather all the food of those good years that come a harvest. Who's doing the talking right now? Joseph. Joseph. So Joseph is telling Pharaoh, who's got power, authority, say, hey, search out a man. They can be able to gather all the food and be wise and store it because people are going to be poor. They're going to be poor. And there's not going to, so somebody has to be a good, righteous, wise man. Um, let Pharaoh do this and let him appoint officers over the land. And take up a fifth part of the land of Egypt in seven plenteous years, and let them gather all the food of those good years that come, and lay up the corner of the hand of Pharaoh, and let them keep food in the cities. And that food shall be for store to the land against the seven years of famine, which shall be in the land of Egypt, and the land perish not through the famine. And the thing was good in the eyes of Pharaoh, in the eyes of all his servants. And Pharaoh said to his servants, Can we find such a one as this? Is a man in whom the spirit of God is. Ding, ding, ding. Okay, we'll look at one more in Genesis 45, 1 through 7. 45, 1 through 7. Then Joseph could not refrain himself before all that stood by him. He cried and caused every man to go out from me. And there stood no man with him while Joseph made himself known to his brethren. And he wept aloud. I wonder when he wept so loud, was it as loud as someone on the stake? Because when he cried that loud, people were looking at him. It drew people to him. You know, like the serpent on the, in the wilderness, when the Son of Man is lifted up. So I wonder when Yosef was screaming out loud. And Joseph said to his brethren, I'm sorry, he wept aloud, and the Egyptians in the house of Pharaoh heard. And Joseph said to his brethren, I am Joseph, doth my father yet live? His brethren could not answer him, for they were troubled at his presence. Kind of like the people that were stunned when the Son of Man came down in Esdras. And Joseph said to his brethren, come near me, I pray you, and they came near. So they went to him, but they were what? Scared. Mm. Sounds familiar, right? Like when somebody else comes to get the people. And he said, I am Joseph, your brother, whom you sold into Egypt. Now, therefore, be not grieved nor angry with yourself that you sold me hither, for God did send me before you. Why? To preserve life. 
The first two years hath the phantom been in the land, and yet there are five years, listen, in which there shall neither be earring nor harvest. So there's going to come a time where there won't be a harvest. So in Isaiah 11 and 2, it said, And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. Right? We have the Va'nachah, the Allah, Allah, Ruach, uh, Yahuwah. The Spirit rested upon him. On who? Whoever this person is, and just describing in Isaiah 11, he's going to have wisdom, understanding, counsel, might, knowledge, and fear. But the Ruach of Yah will be on him. Okay? You see that? And then in Genesis 41 and 38, Pharaoh said, Can we find such a one as this? In whom the spirit of Elohim is. Ish Asher Ruach Elohim Bo. In. Ruach Elohim Bo. In him. Who else can we find? In is near. Last days. In is near. Uh, put in your notes Amos 4 1 through 13. I'll read some of it. Then we're going to read Revelation 14 and call it a night. But just before Yah cut the faucet off, he sent a savior to the people. He said, hey, man, there's not going to be a harvest. He sent a life like the last second. It's almost like the woman at the well. Because she had no idea who he was. And they had no idea who he was. And I want to offer you something. What do you have? Life. What did he say? He said, God sent me before you to what? Preserve life. And he told the one. He said that if you, if I, if, if you receive the drink that I have, the water that I have, you'll live forever. She was like, well, let me get some of that water. Amos 4. It's 1 through 13. We're not going to read. Uh, but in Amos 4, we have uh, verse 1. Hear this word, ye kind of Bashan, that in the mountains of Samaria, which oppress the poor, which crush the needy, which say to their masters, bring and let us drink. So we have a uh, 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 a mos, and we have Jeroboam, right? We have a, not a good dude. Long story short, so Yah is talking about the poor being oppressed, the needy being crushed, and we're, and I want you guys to go read this. It's a short chapter, uh, but in verse seven, and also I have withholding the rain from you. When there were yet three months to the harvest, and I called it. Uh, to rain upon one city and cause it not to rain upon another city. One piece was rained upon and the piece whereupon it rained not withered. So Yosef came because the faucet's about to be completely shut offering life. Yahshua's coming offering life and the last harvest, that's the end of the world. That's it. It's game over. Revelation 14 Revelation 14 
and 14, and it reads, And I looked, and behold, a white cloud, and upon the cloud one fell like the Son of Man, having on his head a golden crown, and in his hand a sharp sickle. And another angel came out of the temple with a loud voice to him that sat on the, on the cloud, Thrust in thy sickle, and what? Reap, for the time is come for thee to reap, for the harvest of the earth is ripe. So Yahshua, or just says the Son of Man, is going to be on a on a cloud with a crown and a sharp sickle. Another angel is going to come out and yell at him and say, "Throw it in there, because it's harvest time on planet Earth." He just said on the cloud, verse fifteen, thrusting his sickle on the earth, and the earth was reaped. You know, uh, Matthew thirteen. Another angel came out of the temple, which is in heaven, also having a sharp sickle. And another angel came out from the altar and had power over fire and cried a loud cry to him that had the sharp sickle, saying, Thrust in thy sharp sickle and gather the clusters of the vine of the earth, for her grapes are fully ripe. And the angel thrust in his sickle into the earth and gathered the vine of the earth and cast it into the great winepress of the wrath of God. Early when we read Isaiah. He said that in his vineyard he made, he had a what in there? A wine press. 